Welcome to What Would You Say You Do Here? This is episode six, and we are talking about product management interviews. This is a personally favorite topic of mine because I have been interviewing for a lot of product management jobs these days. And so just due to the relevance, uh, we thought that other people in the same boat might like some tips about how to go and conquer that product management interview. So I think there's a pretty typical interview cycle for product managers, usually starting with the product management screen. Yeah. And this could be the hiring manager, maybe like the head of product or a director of product. But what they're looking for is for you to demonstrate that you have PM experience and what kind of success you've had. And just give you, you know, looking for how you collaborate with the different teams that a product manager is going to be working with, whether it's engineering or design or product marketing. And then if this is the first time you're ever applying for a product job, make sure that you have relevant examples of how you can do those things, because we all have to start somewhere uh, when we get into product management. Yeah, I think it's important for uh, someone trying to get into product management to realize that they probably have some experience with a product at some point in their careers. If you're coming from customer service, then you have dealt with a product. If you're coming from sales, you've sold a product. So you can relate that experience that you've worked with a product to product management if you're trying to break into it. So, and of course, uh, product managers have to be good communicators. So that's another really important attribute to demonstrate in your initial PM screen, right? They want to make sure that you can talk eloquently, that you can think on your feet, and that ultimately you can understand and then convey complex ideas. Yeah, no pressure in the interview, but you really do have to come across well in that interview because a lot of what you do as a product manager is remaining calm under pressure and being able to communicate with people that might have different expectations or that you don't know very well, or maybe they have volatile personalities. So all of those skills might come in handy in an interview. Absolutely. And if you are calm and collected, and if you're lucky enough to make it past that initial PM screen, sometimes you'll go on to an additional uh, hiring manager screen or just a more, maybe a more technical analysis to understand that you have a bit of a deeper knowledge uh, or background of product management. And this is my, this is the point where you might want to brush up on things like SQL queries and what kind of data sources do you use to inform your decisions And, you know, you'll get some of those basic uh, situational questions like, tell me about a time you were given feedback that changed your opinion or how do you handle conflict or a difficult personality? So make sure that you're at least, you know, well-versed on those kind of standard interview questions for this stage. And as anyone who's interviewed in software recently knows, well, recently is probably the past 10 years, but there's a cross-functional element to all of these roles. So especially product management, where you have to work with a bunch of different departments, you're going to get to interview with a bunch of different departments. Yeah, very important. From the beginning of like a product inception to the time you launch it, you'll need to work with the design team, the engineering team the marketing team. Ultimately, you'll probably have an interview with all of those groups or some of those groups just to assess like how do you collaborate with them and what experience can you demonstrate that would be useful and relevant to their company. So let's talk about some typical design questions if you're talking with designers. 
Well, I think the big one is how do you work with design? So it's always good to have some examples for how you've worked with each of these different teams, especially if you know in advance that you're going to be interviewing with them. But I think if you can show some knowledge, some fundamental knowledge about good design versus bad design, that will really come in handy as well. Absolutely. A really good resource, a book that I think every product manager should read is The Design of Everyday Things. I was going to say, I hope that's what you're going for. At least, if it's some book I haven't read, I'm going to be really embarrassed yeah, right now. I would say at least skim that book uh, before you go into your interview with designers. If you can at least reference a few of the principles of like design and human-centered design, then then you'll you'll definitely leave a good impression. And if you don't read the book, just go in and talk about Norman doors, and and you'll be you'll be set. You'll never look yes. at doors the same way again. <laughs> you read this book. It's actually a really good book. It is good. So yeah, after design, be ready to talk to engineering. And I would say this is the one interview that you can absolutely expect to have as you're be going through like the round of uh, more like PM deep dives interviews. Yeah, I, I think this is the bread and butter. This is the one that will almost certainly happen. And it's probably going to be the toughest in my experience, just because you get a you get so many different personality types. And they, they really know their stuff and they expect you to as well. Yeah, and if this is more of a technical product role, definitely be ready to write some pseudocode. They, they may, that might be an expectation. If, it, if it's alluded to anywhere in the job description, uh, expect for uh, you know, the engineers to ask you to solve some sort of simple coding problem. And if you're not ready to do that, maybe this is not the right role for you. But yeah. <laughs> That's very true. And even if you're not interviewing for a technical PM role, be prepared. Sometimes they'll throw you a curveball and you'll get a question that they typically hand to engineers. Because sometimes the engineers just like to see if a product manager can handle it. Like the the standard dentist vet question, how many dentists are there in Atlanta? How many vets are there in New York City? And these are just questions to see if you can logic your way through to a reasonable answer. How many people are there? How many times do they visit the dentist in a year? How many dentists will that take if they can take so many appointments in a day? So it's not a true math problem, but it is, uh, it's a logic problem. Yeah. And really what they're trying to evaluate there is how, what sort of assumptions do you make? How do you go about communicating those assumptions and like showing your work as you progress through the problem? So I've seen times where people have done these sort of problems and like been wildly off. But as long as you can tell me what assumptions went into your calculation, like I can at least kind of follow the logic and your thought, your thought process. Oh, absolutely. And that's really what's being evaluated. Yeah, I have terrible math skills. And I, I got this question one time and was told afterwards that indeed my math skills were terrible, but I still got the job. So it's, it's all about that logic. And actually, you were saying something earlier about these types of problems, Katie. Oh, yeah. So I do feel like it's kind of a um, a misunderstanding of the product role. If you go in and you are only really getting the engineering style interview and you're not doing the other cross-functional teams, you're not talking with design, you're not talking with other departments, then it may be that they don't have a strong product team there. Uh, and that could be, if not a red flag, at least something that you want to dive into when you start asking questions. Absolutely. It typically means that they don't understand what product managers do, which might mean that you don't want to be a product manager yeah. in that organization. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one thing if it's part of the interview. 
But if you're going in and you feel like you're being interviewed for an engineering role, then there's there's something wrong. Yeah. Another good tip is be ready to talk about the architecture or the tech stack of a product that you have worked on in the past. Like That is something engineers are absolutely going to want you to demonstrate because they want to make sure that you can at least you could talk the talk with them. So, you know, if you can talk about, oh, well, you know, our front end runs on React and our back end was written in Go and we use these sort of data structures, that will impress most engineers in a product management engineering evaluation. And I think that's a pretty reasonable ask. If you've made it through an entire job and you still don't know what tech stack you're working with, you don't know what language the engineers are coding in, then you haven't been spending enough time talking to the engineering department. Yeah. So, you know, another sort of technical area that you want to be able to converse in, if it's relevant to your past or the current position, is like your thoughts on best practices for API design or SDKs. Uh, Those are kind of things that, again, like engineers will use to evaluate, like, how have you interacted with these components before? And can you speak their language? Absolutely. But definitely, uh, I think the most important thing is just to be prepared to talk about how you have partnered and collaborated with engineering in the past. So make sure you've got, you know, examples of situations where you were able to influence the technical implementation of a product uh, or provided feedback uh, that, that influenced that or vice versa. When was the time that engineering influenced uh, your thoughts about the product strategy or how you prioritized product problems? You basically want to make sure that there's a give and a take in that relationship and that you're not just thinking that you're going to come in and like bark orders at engineering. Absolutely. And you, you want to make sure that you also have prepared some answers for the age old question of how did you resolve conflict? Because that's that's going to be something that they're interested in. When you're talking to the engineering team, they want to know, again, that you're not going to go in and bark orders at them, that you do have the ability to listen to compromise. So think about some examples when you when you get to that stage of the interview as well, times when you've disagreed and had to come to a compromise. Yeah. And if you listen to our previous episode on working with engineers, you'll know that most of the conflicts you have to resolve are with engineers. Oh, so true. <laughs> but we love them. We do. Next up, you'll probably be more of like a PM deep dive. Uh, This could be with another peer or maybe a more senior product manager. And what they're going to be looking to evaluate is how do you think about product strategy? So the typical, you know, ideas of like, how do you grow and retain customers? How do you prioritize problems? How do you measure success or impact of a feature or product that you're launching. I think another important one is stakeholder collaboration. You have to be able to work with these, you know, heads of departments. You have to be able to talk to the founder, the CEO, the VP of marketing, uh, the sales team, all these different departments and get them on board with a roadmap, with an idea, with a product. So you need to be able to demonstrate that you can have these high-level strategic conversations with people who are more senior to you. And I think that that's, that's an important one for a product manager to you know make sure that you can demonstrate that in the interview. Yeah, and I think a good preparation technique is to look at like the list of leaders within the company that you're interviewing with and like understand like, do they have a support team or do they have a customer success team 
or an implementation team or all of the above and make sure that you're prepared to talk about examples of working with those groups. Even if it is a minor interaction, being able to demonstrate that you can talk their language and understand what their role is in making a product a success, uh, that will be really important. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good point. Something else to be able to talk about is like, how do you measure trade-offs, right? Like there's never, there's never like a, a best or right answer. There's usually like a bunch of different answers that are good or bad. And you have to pick like the best of the group or the, the least worst of the, the group. And like, how do you do that? Like, how are you evaluating those trade-offs? Be able to talk about how you can do that from like a quantitative approach or from a more qualitative one. Well, speaking of qualitative data analysis, that's, that's huge. That's important. One of the biggest roles that a product manager has is data analysis. You've got data coming in from all of these different places and it's your job to figure out the best path forward. Exactly. And so be able to talk about what sort of data sources are are you comfortable working with? Is it pipeline data coming from a CRM? Is it contract data coming from, you know, a Salesforce kind of system? Is it support ticket volumes? Is it direct customer feedback? Is it front end interactions for like how users are actually using and interacting with your application. If it's all of the, if you could talk to all of those things, you'll have no problem being able to demonstrate you know, your competency in data analysis. And then I think another important thing to talk about in these uh, PM deep dives is just what, what have you built in the past? What kind of products were they? What informed your roadmap? Was it customers? Was it management or leadership? Was it a customer deal that essentially forcing you to build a whole new feature or product? At least be able to talk about that, what you learned from the process and what the results were. Something else you want to be able to demonstrate is, you know, what was the outcome of that product? Was, you know, how did you measure, how did you define success up front? How did you measure it? And then was it successful or not? They want to make sure that you have like a framework for evaluating success because Ultimately, I think that's what really separates like average product managers from like good product managers is the ones who understand how to define successful outcomes and to to drive those. And so another another common element of the PM interview will be a presentation. And so this might be you presenting the results of a take-home assignment. What I experienced most recently was given a take-home assignment, one was just talk about a problem you solved in your PM career. And, you know, be able to talk about how did you empathize with customers? How did you collaborate with the different areas of the organization to solve the problem? What were the outcomes of that? What did you learn? Um, And oftentimes they will give you more or less the outline of like what they want you to convey in your presentation. And for you, you're a part of the, or I guess your responsibility of that assignment is to make sure that you're doing it in a really concise and eloquent way. So things that you want to make sure that you can uh, demonstrate, like how do you do market analysis, right? So like understanding a market, the size of it, the number of customers, uh, the value of it, the number of competitors that are in there and what their market share might be. Show your data sources and your like what data you use to arrive at that. That's really important part like of like the early stages of 
product management, like at the early stages of the product development lifecycle before you've begun to develop a product. And then definitely be able to show customer empathy, right? Like that, that's probably the most used phrase I've heard uh, in every like product manager job description in the last year is empathy, customer empathy, user empathy, stakeholder empathy. And if you don't have empathy, maybe product management isn't the right career path for you. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, probably the two things that stand out for me for product management are communication and empathy. You have to have both of those things or you cannot do product management. Yeah. I think it's, that's, that's pretty basic. Yeah. You have to care about the problems you're solving. Yeah. And if you don't, there are plenty of other companies out there that might be solving problems that are better aligned or suited to your interests. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, maybe it's not product management. Maybe you just don't like your particular product that you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, another important skill you want to demonstrate is uh, your ability to like identify the problems and to prioritize them. Yeah, that's huge. So be able to say like, well, here's how I looked at the problem or I see the problem like this. And like, I always like to break it down into threes. Humans just think three things are done are shown in threes look good and sound good. So that's kind of how I look at problems. And how did you prioritize them? Was it based on revenue or impact to a customer's operations or the size of the sales pipeline it grew? How do you define success and what did it look like? I think that that one is something that a lot of PMs forget. And I think that if you can bring it up in that interview, then they'll know that you you really do have experience. You really have put products out there before because that's such a huge part of them. Absolutely. And I, I love that when I join a company and like that is part of the like requirements template is like, hey, upfront, you need to define like what success looks like. How are you going to measure it? What kind of instrumentation is in place already to measure that? Or what new instrumentation do you need to build or collect in order to measure this? If it's part of the requirements document, you know that you're probably working for a pretty thoughtful product group. Yes, for sure. And then, you know, I think the last thing you want to be able to speak about is like, what did you learn? If your product was successful, how did you take that feedback and build more features to grow the product? If your product tanked or bombed, what did you learn about that? And like, why and how have you carried those learnings with you on throughout your product career? I think that's huge because I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about failure. And and the truth is that everybody fails. And if you can talk about what you learned from your failure and demonstrate the ability to move on from it and not do it again, then that's huge. That's better than someone pretending that they've never failed. Exactly. And if, I, if I'm interviewing someone and they can demonstrate that they had a failure, but they learned from it, that to me is hugely like impactful and will definitely positively influence my response to their story. And then, you know, anticipate the common questions, right? There are basics that get asked across every interview and especially, you know, within a particular department, if it's engineering, if it's product, if it's design, they're all going to ask you specific questions, anticipate them, learn them from previous interviews and make sure you've got answers ready. Yeah. And so after the presentation, your your presentation might be of a homework assignment. There might be a separate homework assignment. I think this is becoming more and more common. It helps also to like kind of weed out the folks who are just applying to lots of jobs and aren't taking it very seriously. But really, it gives you like more insight into how does this person 
solve problems and how do they learn new information or handle ambiguity? Or possibly they're just trying to get a little free consultation on the side. That's you true. Know? And if it if they're asking you a very specific problem that seems relevant to their business. Might be something to watch for. Yeah, that might be a potential red flag. What about the case study? This one I have definitely gotten in a lot of product interviews. Yeah, so I actually conducted case study interviews uh, in my last position. And so what I was looking for was, again, how do you take a problem and break it down? How do you ask questions to get clarity around what I'm actually asking you to do? And then mostly what I'm looking for is how do you structure your thinking and like how do you think about these product problems? So kind of everything we covered earlier, like how do you analyze markets? How do you understand customers? How do you do research? What's the best framework for prioritizing roadmaps? What's your favorite way to engage and communicate with stakeholders? Those are generally the sorts of skills and qualities that uh, a case study is evaluating. Also, the, the, the math skills that we had talked about uh, earlier on, you know, there might, that might be a component of like calculate this market size. And you have to know that you have to ask them like how many people are there or how many customers or what's the average revenue for a customer, you know, in, in order to get to that ultimate answer. Yeah. What I've seen with a lot of these case studies is that they'll ask you to improve an existing real world product. So take a product like an Uber or an Instacart and figure out what are the downsides of it? How can we improve it? And identify some problems that you as a consumer would have so that you putting on your product management hat can help solve those problems. So it's probably a good idea to go through some common apps that you use on a daily basis and think through all these things, not so that you can prepare in advance and guess what they're going to pick, but so that you can understand the thought process when they do pick one for you. Or sometimes they'll actually, you'll luck out and they'll just give you one, you know, just pick any product and improve it. Yeah. But at least you'll have the thought process already thought out. It'll be a little bit calmer when you get an interview and they ask you to do that on the fly. Exactly. Like having a framework uh, at the ready for how to analyze these kinds of problems and solve them is probably the most important thing you can do to prepare. Absolutely. Yeah. And so how would you improve an existing real world product? I've seen this as part of the PM deep dive. I've seen this as part of the design interview. Actually, almost every design interview has been like, what's a product that you think is well designed? And what's one that you think is poorly designed? And then like, how would you improve upon that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think most designers will ask you some variation of that question. We've talked about the different types of interviews that you might come across, but just some basic what to do advice. Yeah, I think it's really important to have at least three projects or problems that you've solved in your career. You really do like that number three. Yeah, I like the three. I, it's a good number because if you only have two, then you're probably going to have to repeat one of your stories throughout the interview and you don't want to do that. But if you have three, you could pretty much fill up a whole hour, I promise. Anyways, I think it's important to have like three or more problems or projects that you've worked on. And be able to understand like from beginning to end. And so one really common thing is the the star or SAR or bar framework, which is like situation, like what was the background of the problem? Tasks, like what were you told to do? Action, like what did you actually do? And then results, like what was the outcome? What did you learn? Try to make it more about yourself, make it about like the team, the product, the company. And that shows that you can think a little bit more you know, big picture. But if you have those three anecdotes, 
prepared and ready, you'll be able to answer just about any of uh, the common situational questions that they might throw at you. Like, how do you handle conflict? Give me an example of a time you met a tight deadline. How do you respond to feedback? Any of those things. That's really good. I like that. And then, yeah, how do you, how do you handle technical decisions? Because that's, that's an important part of most product management roles, as long as you're not, even if you're at, operating at a very high level you know, within the product organization, you'll still probably have to make technical decisions and trade-offs. At some point, you're going to have to make a technical decision. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you have to be super technical to answer those questions, to make those decisions, but you do have to understand the products that you're working with. And you do have to be able to work with engineers on a daily basis. You have to translate the needs of the business to something that, you know, workable requirements for an engineer. So you do have to make those technical decisions and be able to explain them. Yeah. And they'll probably at some point want to know, like, how how do you take an engineer who's super detailed oriented and get them to think more high level? Or how do you prevent them from going too deep into the weeds because you need to meet a tight deadline? They also want to know, like, how do you work with people and how do you work with engineers? Um, One thing about product managers, I think we have to be big picture and detail oriented. And I think that's kind of a unique combination with product managers. I think that a lot of roles in business are either one or the other. Not to say that there aren't other roles that are big picture and detail oriented, but I think PMs are one of those few roles. So you have to be able to demonstrate, think about anecdotes that that show that you were able to think about both sides of that equation. Yeah, when I started my product career, it was pretty common to usually have like a high level like strategy product manager, and then the more like tactical, like day-to-day working with the engineering teams, junior PM or product owner or business analyst taking different titles over the years. But I think more recently, you tend to see the PM role really having to do both of those things at, you know, for a specific area of a product. So like Katie said, yeah, you want to be able to talk high level strategy, big picture, but also not be afraid to talk about like why this particular user interaction and flow at a very detailed level was important to generate a specific outcome. Be comfortable handling stakeholders. That is very true. And again, one of the really important qualities of a product manager that I look for when I'm when I'm hiring PMs. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. When I'm talking to PMs, I want to know that they can hold these high-level conversations and not be intimidated and, and be able to sometimes stand their ground is important because you're the one gathering all the data. You're the one who has the the conversations with all of the different stakeholders. So you have to sometimes represent the group to the one person who's dissenting, or sometimes the person who's dissenting is correct and you need to represent their voice to everyone else. So you, you have to be able to demonstrate that you can have those types of conversations. Yeah. And so you want to be able to talk about how you can handle a junior data analyst conversation up to convincing your CEO that their pet project is a bad idea. And really what they want to know, what they're looking for is how do you work with those different types of personalities or roles and how can you tailor your communication style depending on your audience, right? Yep. What about questions that you don't have a response for? So you've prepared as much as possible and you get to that one thing and you just, they ask you a question and you don't have an answer for it. I think it is totally acceptable to say something like, wow, that's a really great question. I've never heard that before. Can I have a few seconds to think about that? As an interviewer, 
I am really impressed when someone can admit that they don't know the answer. And then it also, it feels more genuine, right? Like I know like, oh, this is not just like another rehearsed answer that you're pulling out of your back pocket. It shows like a little bit of humility and humanity uh, when when someone asks like for like that time to kind of collect their thoughts. And so that's, that's how I handle it. And I'll, I'll take 10 to 15 seconds to think like, okay, what is a scenario I want to talk about? Which one best exemplifies that I'm a good product manager, that I can do all of these things, right, that they're evaluating? And then, like I said, like start, use that star format to kind of walk them through that scenario. Yeah. And if you can do that, you'll be successful. You're going to be able to give a much better answer if you do that too, instead of trying to tap dance and speak while you're thinking. People can tell when you're doing that and they can tell that you're not there in the room, you're thinking about something. So just tell them that you need to think about it. That makes complete sense. Yeah, definitely. And I I have once like jumped into answering one of those questions that I didn't have a good answer for. And like 10 seconds into it, I realized like, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm saying. And I literally just paused. I said, I'm sorry. I got really excited about my answer. Let me start over and talk a bit more coherently. And in that time, I was able to realize like, what am I actually trying to convey to them? And how do I make sure that I actually answer the question they asked? And they laughed. They thought it was a good good moment. So I was a bit nervous. Because it's human, because it's real. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up today. Uh, I think you should all be really well prepared for your PM interviews coming up. I, I think so. Good luck on your interviews. Yeah. Good luck to everyone. I know it is a tricky time. A lot of people might be looking for new jobs, whether it is voluntarily or not so. Hopefully the guidance and recommendations we've given here have been helpful. All right. Thank you. Adios. Ciao, product world. Sayonara. Uh, All I've got is goodbye and adios. Hasta la vista.